Damn, I keep messing that up. I think I kept hitting the wrong button. Hey, uh, welcome back, everyone, to episode number 88 of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Uh, we are live tonight on the YouTube. Uh, this is uh, Saturday night, so if you're listening to this in the future on your favorite um, station or wherever you like to stream or, yeah, stream your uh, podcast, this has uh, already happened. But, um, you know, head over to the YouTube channel. And maybe watch a little bit and leave a comment. Let me know what you thought about the episode, at least on the video. Helps the little algorithm and everything like that. Don't forget to like, subscribe, all that other stuff, right? Um, I got a new setup in here. Oh, well, same background setup. I got a new tabletop. I went to Home Depot and they got like the, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, blocker, blocker, uh, butcher block. They got the butcher block. Oh, I got to turn that down. Um, Nope, turn that up. Turn that all the way down. There we go. Um, butcher block uh, countertop that you buy at Home Depot. So I bought one that's bigger, uh, still six foot long, but it's now 39 inches wide. So I've got like more space between me and guests and just more space for all the all the equipment on the table while still allowing. I don't know. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, I think I posted a picture of it. I know I sent it to some friends. Uh, we stained it. Uh, cognac Nikki picked it out thanks babe and uh, so that's what you see right here is that cognac right here and uh, you know it's, it's pretty dope I like it I like it wait wait so tonight's episode um, I've been wanting to get to a few things um, I've been making notes on an episode I wanted to talk about I'm looking at my notes here so sorry if I'm not looking at the computer I might might be able to move this over or something um and so I'm going to talk about this, and I think it coincides with some of the things that I've been asked at work from different people and, and just asking, you know, general questions like, hey, chief, uh, what do you think about this or that, right? So um, as the title says, I think, what I, well, I forget what I called this already, just a person, right? And in my notes, though, I had it, it labeled just a sailor, and then last minute I just changed it to just just a person. Um, because, like, a lot of these things that be coming up, and I did this, I, I put these notes down like a week, maybe two weeks after the whole Mick Pond situation on the uh, G-Dub, right? <clears throat> and um, I've been listening to some other podcasts in that, that were kind of like breaking that down. And uh, let me know if y'all like the, if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, let me know. I got a second camera set up with the wide angle of the whole little studio backdrop and everything. Let me know if y'all like that, all right? Uh, it just makes up the the angle for y'all watching, you know, give you some different look at every, every couple seconds. And so I wrote these notes down because I had seen things that, you know, out there on the streets as I keep my ears to them. And, um, one of them was like, uh, in a group, a Facebook group where some of the chiefs were hanging out with the Mick Pond and stuff. And, it got me to thinking as I listen to this podcast and I said, all this stuff just kind of fucking converges all at once sometimes. And it gives me all these thoughts. And it's like, man, the way sailors, but especially chiefs, treat the the person who is the Mick Pond or CNO or any of these higher ranking 
uh, offices, right, is absolutely crazy, in my opinion, right? Like, people will run up and at every opportunity or chance try to get a picture with the MIG pond just so they could post it and be like, hello, you know, little, little bit of, you know, look at me in the MIG pond, right? Just two brothers or two a brother and a sister just hanging out, you know? And it's like, I mean, I guess if you're into that. And we, me and Nick, and I think Chad, we'd, we'd covered this before in a different episode about different things, but it's kind of like groupie-ish, right? Like, what, what is so special about that person that you feel like you need to brag about hanging out with them? Right? And again, that's not just Mick Pond. That's anyone in the military, right? Like, people are like, oh, they put their pants on the same as you. Like, yes, that and what has made them so special, right? They've they've done their career. They've served honorably. They've put up with shit that you've put up with. You've put up with shit that they haven't, vice versa. What's the difference? Except that they've taken a path and got them to this position, which is notable, right? But, wh- like, wh- why do we put these people on that pedestal of, like, oh, my God, like, man, I <laughs> I got to get a coin from him. Like, that would be so historic. Oh, my God. How am I not? Like, it's like a 40-year-old virgin, right? When he pulls out the samurai sword, he's like, Shoo! As I'm, and he's like, that's pretty legible, right? Or whatever. And 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 curly-haired fuck was like, uh, no. And he's like, it's an autograph from Randy Jackson. And he's like, why'd you get it on a samurai sword? And he goes, well, I was not going to not get Randy Jackson's fucking uh, thing, right? Oh, I gotta get comments up. Let me see if if you're uh, yo, what's up, Gary? I just seen that. All right, so hey, if you're uh, joining us on YouTube, you know, say what's up in the chat, and um, you know, just say what's up. Let let me know what you're thinking as you listen and watch. Okay, hey, Gary, if Andy's with you, tell her we said hi over here. Okay, um, <laughs> she's a major blessing to you, bro. I don't know how you pulled that off still, but shout out Gary and Annie over there up in Washington. So back to what I was saying, right? Like. How are you not going to not get Randy Jackson's autograph, right? I think that's how people feel, right? Or not 40-year-old virgin. I said 40-year-old virgin. Uh, stepbrothers, right? I think people are like the fucking 40, the, the 40-year-old virgin, the stepbrothers, and they see someone, and they're like, oh, my God, I got to get this person's autograph or a picture with them. And so, you know, they do. Cool. What I mean, I don't think it's cool, right? I don't think it's like anything special at all. Like, that's not to say if I didn't have the opportunity to meet him, I wouldn't meet him. Like, if we're at the same table, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm not rude. I'm not dickhead. But I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, even if we're having breakfast at, say, some kind of training or symposium or something, right? In that instance, I'm not getting in line so I could get a picture with them. It's not happening. Why? Because as this is titled, he's just a person, right? And as my original title, he's just a sailor or she is just a sailor. There's really nothing special about him, right? We all just sign up and we all just do the damn job that we're contractually obligated to do. And some do it better and some do it not so good and some do it, you know, at the level that they're supposed to and some stay in a long time and get into positions where I guess people want to take pictures with them. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, and, and so, as I said, that converged with this 
other podcasts, the U.S. U.S. Naval Institute, they have a, a proceedings podcast I listen to every now and then, and um, it's dry as fuck. Okay, whoever's running that, please, like, get some youth in there and 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 put some some other spices in your damn podcast besides salt and pepper because it is dry, it is overcooked, and it is just. The it it is not that enticing. Like I I know the USNI is probably catering to a very specific you know uh, area there, but um man, it's not doing it right. But I listened to one; it caught my attention. Um, uh, Gary says he puts me on the same pedestal as the McPon. Oh, thanks, Gary. I appreciate that. You know, cheers to you. Um, but I'm not surprised by that, Gary, because I'm your sea daddy. All right. Um. So I was listening to this podcast on the USNI Proceedings podcast, and it was uh, the 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 headline caught me. It was like uh, we're they're not broken shower shoes or something, and it caught me. And so I listened to it. I was like, why the fuck are they talking about broken shower shoes? So I listened. Really interesting. I'm not going to go into all of it, but during the conversation with a retired commander that they had, they brought up like part of being a good leader should be being a good person, and then someone countered with. No, I don't really think you have to be a good person. And they started to go back and forth, and it was immediately cut off because that wasn't part of the podcast plan and part of the conversation that they're trying to have. They're having a straight conversation on this one topic that lasted 45 minutes, and they're not going to stray out of that, right? And that's sad because there's a whole lot there. And so that got me thinking about what I want to talk about too, right? And it's like, so... Enable to be a good leader, do you have to be a good person? And, you know, you could ping pong that around in your own head a bit. And I was like, well, yeah, you do, right? Because there's all these big college words you got to use, like empathy, sympathy. Uh, oh, those are the ethies I know. But, like, you, you do. You have to be able to understand and relate to people. You have to be relatable. You have to be approachable. Those things go a long way in your little leadership tool bag, right? Um, if, uh, Annie Gary in the chat says, Annie wants to know if that makes you her sea father in law. Yes, it does. It definitely does. Uh, and I'm a, well, see, uh, stepdad too, or uncle, grandpa, grandpa. I think it is. Damn. I don't want to be that old though. Gary fucking me up, Gary, stay on track. Anyway. So we, you know, we're saying like, you do have to be a good person, right? The, you have to be somewhat of a good person. I'm not saying, and then, you know, say, what's a good person? How do you judge that? I don't know. That's, you know, you got to judge that yourself. But you got to do something that would qualify you as a good person, right? If you're like, no, it doesn't, but you're a person that's always trying to get your sailors out at a decent hour, you know, when when they've been busting their ass, then I'd say you're a good person, right? You know, so there's that. Anyway. Uh, what's my note say? Just a chief. Discuss the human aspects of all service members. We're not special. Yeah. We're not special. There's, oftentimes we're like, we get all this like, oh, and it goes back to like, as you move up the ladder, you become a lot more special. And it's like, but you're not. You're not special enough where people should want to have pictures with you. 
Or maybe maybe you're not special enough where you should be like, yeah, I'll take that picture with you. Maybe you should be like, you know what? No, you can't have my picture. And then people are like, wow, he's a dick. He didn't even want to take a picture. And then you can say, no, it's not that I didn't want to take a picture. It's that I don't think I'm special enough for you to, like, immortalize the moment that you met me because I'm number 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 23, whatever, right? MGPON or fucking CNO or whatever. It doesn't matter. And so, yeah, why, like, the memory should be enough, right? I'm just another service member who puts her right hand up and says the words like you. But, you know, who am I to... Who who am I? Who am I? Um, And because of that, we're going to the second bullet I got here. I'm a little sniffly, man. Sorry. Um, We're not special. And so a lot of this was like I was directing it toward in the chief aspect, right? But you could put it in the wholesaler aspect, military aspect. This generation, like a lot of times... My generation of service, this the chiefs there now, the chiefs started to come. We promote the heritage, which is important. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely important. I love the hi- history and heritage I love, right? Uh, we've had a lot of conversations up in the office lately about history and heritage and stuff. And um, I don't want to say, like, the sailors are catching on in a way where they're, they're becoming more proud of it. But I think there's... Um, a little bit more just general knowledge of different things and where things come from that make him kind of go like, Oh, that's cool. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't change your life, but it's just kind of like, that's cool. I, I, I didn't know that. Now I know that that's cool. Right. But on top of that, it's like, you know, as, as chiefs are these you know, keepers of history and heritage, right. We, we, I feel that we do ourselves damage by promoting it so much and making ourselves look so great. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, Chiefs always done this and just it's like, man, but like when when was the last time? Right. When was the last like the, I think the most recent one was the seal senior chief uh, Bayers buyers. And you can Google it. It's there. Medal of Honor recipient hand to hand combat killed a couple of people with his hands ran ran to the building. All that. Right. Fucking tip the hat. Dude got after it that day. Uh, in rescuing uh, some American hostages and stuff, right? So, awesome. And back up from that, and then you might have, uh, you think, what's her name? Uh, Shannon Kent, I believe. I forget her rate, but that that died. You know, um, I I, I don't want to say not heroically, maybe heroically, but in, in the line of duty, right? Awesome. But it's like becoming far and fewer between because the wars aren't fought the same, right? And, and it's, it's changing up. So, where do we get it all from? From like greats during World War II, uh, some during like the Korea and Vietnam. But even there, you can see like if you just look back through the history, you can see like 1800s or, or like eight, late 1800s when it was established, early 1900s through World War II kind of peak. And then from there, it kind of just fell off of like it happened less and less because the battlefield changes, right? So it's like, how often can you keep going back to those same stories to account for the next 50 years or 70 years, 100 years, right? Like they, they covered down for the first 50. What about the next 50? Who are we referencing then, right? And sailors nowadays, again, we can teach them 
and say, hey, look at all these great things. And they're like, okay, that's cool. But uh, you know what? I've been in 12 years, and the last three LCPOs I had were all fucking dickheads. So I don't care what those other people did. You know, hat off to them. But the chief I have now sucks. And I feel like they don't care. So we could ride these coattails and and try to, you know, put it in this way of like, Oh man, yeah, they, you know the chief is so great, this and that. But sailors nowadays, it, that's not happening. We're not going in those wars, not yet. Kind of got out of some great things happened, but it wasn't like na- these naval wars where you hear about the chief running into the boiler room, into engineering spaces, jumping into the burning uh, San Diego Bay, rescuing people, uh, you know, pulling people out of the bay and swimming them back to the pier, and like you know, you don't hear about those things. There's very far and few between nowadays. So where where are we getting it from? You're getting it from the everyday small interactions to show the junior sailor that, hey, I'm a person just like you. I have problems. Now, I don't need to tell you my problems, but I can be relatable enough to you that you understand I'm a person and I'm just in charge of looking out, leading other persons, right? And And, and make our greatness stand on its own today. Through the little actions. Because if you can't do those, what the fuck do you think a sailor's going to think about the big actions when shit really hits the fan or something? They think they're really going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, man. that Yeah, my chief, who I feel doesn't fucking care about me at all now, I bet when shit gets hot, I bet you they're going to care about me then. Man, you better, like, you better think about it. Better think about it. I don't know if this is working. I feel like it's really noticeable. I'm hitting the buttons. Moving on, um, next note I wrote down. I remember I wrote these notes down laying in my rack, so excuse me. And like I said, it's been like maybe a month now. Our servant leadership is less to the individual and more to the organization and only gets more skewed as you achieve more rank and move further away from the deck plates. Yeah, right. Everyone talks about servant leadership and, um, you know, that it's for the sailor and this and that. And uh, I, yes, it should be. Yes, I think a lot do it, but also do I don't think we're talking about like the bigger elephant in the room that that servant leadership is to the seniors and to the overall Navy organization, right? And that kind of goes into like uh, some other conversations I've had where so there's like, well, how do you get sailors to stay in? I, I don't know. I'm not concerned with sailors staying in. Sailors get out all the time. If you want to stay in, like I've said it before, right, on recent episodes, you want to stay in, let me know you want to stay in, and we'll do. I'll do everything I can to help you achieve as much rank as you want. I'll give you all the tools to success. If you want to get out, let me know that you want to get out, and I'll give you all the different tools to get out for success. Some different, some same. But, again, our leadership, it, it, we apply, it's applied to the junior or sometimes peers and, you know, obviously like senior, not in that we're leading them, but that, but that's where I'm going, right? It's like, it's, we're leading for them, for the mission, for the organization, right? To achieve things. It's not like if I, if we're just leading for only the junior sailor, right? I think things would be a lot different. There'd be a lot more no's, a lot, le- a lot less yeses, right? Just think about it. And, you know, I'm sure, again, I always say, I'm sure there's someone out there smarter than me that gets gets it more than I do. But this is just me talking, right? Um, And like I said, so, like, and then as you move up the ranks, 
And th- this was the perfect example for the, I think, for the MGPON situation on G-Dub. I know that's old, but this is when I wrote that, right? And my thinking behind it was like, when, when, when you get to that level, when was the last time you were actually on the deck plates in charge of a division or department? How long had that been? When you really had to sit down one-on-one with that sailor and go over that personal issue that they're feeling. Sure, you've had to hear it from, you know, it, it gets filtered up to you and you hear it and now you're at that 30,000, 35,000 foot level and you're like, okay, mental health matters. Um, what do we need to do? And we need to do this and we need to do this. We need more more clinics. We need more doctors. Uh, we need more of this. Cool. But when was the last time you actually sat there looking another sailor have a breakdown and you're scared because you're scared to make the wrong choice or do the wrong thing? You're scared the help's not going to get there in time, right? You're 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 scared and nervous for the sailor because you don't know what's going to happen. You're so out of touch with it. You haven't done it. And those that are at those positions now, if they're 26 years, 30 years, some people are up north of 30, you know, going into these positions, like for one last huya, right? If it's been 15 years, We'll say, like, how much has changed in the military and society in the last 15 years when it comes to these mental health issues, right? When it comes to um, the child care issues that many experience, when it comes to all these issues that are out there that people talk about, you haven't dealt with them in 15 years. And the last time you dealt with them 15 years ago, your answers that you gave then would not fucking fly today. Plain and simple. And you, people can sit there and be like, no, yeah, I, I was always a good chief. I would have, no, nah, stop. It was a different time. Different answers were given. Hey, man, you'll be right. Just hit the gym more. Work it out. Well, let's go have a drink. All kinds of shit like that. Right? Times are different now. Now it's kind of like all stop. We're going to dock. All stop. You know, and no one ever wants to ask it, but I've asked it plenty of times in my career, talking to sailors, hey, you think about killing yourself? Because if you are, I'm like, not if you are, but I guess like no matter what, I might be coming to get you anyways, but stay on the phone with me, right? Or call 911 right now, right? Someone's on the way to come get you right now because if you are, we're taking you to the hospital. Okay, so again, again, this is me talking, man, but again, you can't say that they're not in touch or that they are in touch, off the ship, they're off them deck plates for 15 plus years, 10, 10 to 15 years probably by the time they get to the highest levels of forces and fleets and stuff maybe, right? So how, and, and do not confuse all hands call with being on the deck plates. I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone can, right? Man, you're going out there, and even though some is getting more uh, raw now, some of those questions, and they're a lot better, you still don't know. You still you're not still seeing the everyday work tempo and everyday suck, right? You're just there to do the job of a- asking some questions and trying to help out. But you leave and you go somewhere else and you still enjoy the day or whatever or the stresses that are inflicted upon you of having that office. That person stays there, so you could go there and be like, "Oh man, I really see it. Uh, yeah, it fucking sucks around here," but you're still deucing out, and they're still there, like. Cool, man. Thanks for stopping by. Or worse, people don't stop by. 
people have no clue how shitty it is. They don't come through at all, right? They've never been on one of their ships that they're in charge of or seen the day-to-day. They just, like I said, they sit up there in the high ivory castle, tower, whatever, and they look down upon thee and like, man, let me see my checklist. Yeah, it's getting done. All right, so I'm happy then. Cool, good job. Everyone over there, you guys are doing, yo, I mean, how, how shitty do you think a crew feels when, uh, the, the highest up people, right? The people that are not on the ship come through and they're like, guys, I know, I know all the work you've been doing. It's great. It's good stuff. Blah, 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 blah. You think the crew, like, how, how do we think the crew's really feeling? And I'm like, motherfucker, you ain't, I ain't never seen your ass around here looking at any of the work we've done. So how good of a work do you actually know is being done? Or is that just your standard line and verbiage that you come and use when, when, whenever you visit? Some think about, some think about. Um, let's, uh, let's keep it moving here to check that one off. Uh, let me see. Time check. Good. Uh, all right. Then I got, uh, let me see what this one says. All right. I said, only you feel about yourself the way you feel about yourself. Others can't assign your own feelings for you. Ooh, you can't feel what others feel for you. Damn. I've read, I've been reading some, um, controversial person, Jordan Peterson, psychologist. I was talking to Nikki about him and she was making fun of me because I was like, saying that some of his stuff is good. And she's like, yeah, it's good because he makes you think it's good because it's psychology and it works like that. I was like, I didn't like that. She was uh, making me feel dumb like that, but she's pretty smart. So I'll take it anyways. um, I forget where I was going with that. Right. But we could, we could dissect it a little bit. Right. Um, It was like, let me see. Only you feel about yourself the way you feel about yourself. It's kind of like, if you're thinking like, man, that person thinks I'm shitty, how the fuck do you know? Unless you straight up ask them. I think that's like that's self-talk, like self-negative talk, right? You think that they're projecting on you, and maybe they are, so then you're self-projecting it onto yourself, right? And then you're, you, and, and I'm, I'm not a big fan. Like, I understand there's a lot of mental health issues for people throughout society, Okay. I'm not a fan of only looking at mental health like memes and pages and stuff like that that reinforce your own thoughts that you feel shitty. Those are not uplifting fucking at all. If all you do is scroll through Instagram or fucking TikTok or whatever you want and all you're looking at is uh, how it it's okay not to be okay. It, it's that your ADHD is this, that your depression is that. Like depression is sometimes feeling like this. And you're like, yeah, that's how I feel today. Sometimes depression is feeling like that. Yep, that's how I feel today. Like that's all you're force feeding yourself. And then you start to think, well, that's probably what everyone else feels too. How do you know? You're never getting out of your damn bed. You're never getting out of your house. You're not going anywhere because all your memes tell you that it's okay to not do any of that because it's just a normal site or not normal cycle. It's not normal at all. Right. It's like abnormal. That's why you're in those feelings and, and like things are, you need the help that you, whatever help you need, but like you, you're cycling yourself into it more and more and more and more. 
you're not re in my opinion, just my opinion, you're not reinforcing yourself with anything positive. All those fucking meme pages and shit that are about that stuff, none of it is positive. None of it is telling you like, hey, by the way, you might have depression, but today could be a fucking good day. You just got to get up and you got to start with one thing. Whatever it is, you know, uh, I won't say that. <laughs> Y'all know. Um, but like, like find, find something in today that was fucking cool, right? Find the positive something and then go from there. And if you can find one positive, then you might be able to find two and then you might be able to do it tomorrow. But if all you're reading is the same, Hey, you're fucked up. And this is probably why if you, you know, childhood trauma, we all got it, right? Or most people do, I think, in one way or form or fashion. Everyone's does, right? Um, but, you know, being that you had childhood trauma, well, you're going to be, you're you're just due to be fucked up because it happened. Fuck that. Why? Why are you letting other people assign your own feelings about yourself? Only you can do that. So, there lies in, if all you're doing is feeling negative. That's nobody outside, right? It could be, you know, someone could be there fucking telling you you're a piece of shit. You should probably fucking punch them in the face, okay? Um, but you should always feel good about yourself or find a way to feel good about yourself so you can have that success. If that makes sense, I don't know. Gary, if you're still there, man, read that back to me. <sighs> Excuse me. That's probably rude. You didn't like that. All right. Um, do you have some? Uh, do you have so so much so so much pressure because you think people are judging you, or is it because you're judging yourself? Mm. Right. So, do you have so much pressure? Do you feel that you have a lot of pressure because of what other people are applying, or do you feel it because you're applying it on yourself? I like to feel that I apply more pressure on myself than anyone ever could because if I'm, and this is, this is funny. We'll go there. If I'm applying the pressure, then I know I'm in control. And as some of the people I work with in the office have seen recently, when I don't have control, I start to lose my mind. And I'm talking about like my little, my little Lois term 1917 notebook. When that thing goes missing, cause my old dumb ass fucking sets it down somewhere and then get busy and run around and boom, boom, boom off to the next thing. Right. And then the next morning, hour later, I'm like looking for it so I can start checking boxes of what got done or making a new list of what still needs to be done. And I'm looking for it. And I say, hey, you, you see my black book? Hey, you see my black book? I, I stopped all work until I found my black book of work because I don't have control of the situation anymore. And they laugh at me. It's, it's like I think it's just becomes like a meme to them of like, hey, look at Look at Chief. He's fucking, he lost control and he hates it. And I do. I absolutely do. But that's because of the pressure I'm applying on myself. You cannot let other people apply more pressure on you than you can apply on yourself. If, and and it doesn't mean like the pressure to apply on yourself has to be like at a, at a greater level, right? Where you're applying your own stress on yourself or anything, but that maybe the, um, the importance of the pressure that you apply on yourself is greater than the importance that others do. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm getting a little deep. I don't know. 
maybe not. Maybe you're listening and you're like, no, not at all. Which would be perfect because that means I'm hitting my target audience. Uh, <laughs> being a good human is necessary. All right, so we went over that. Um, we went over that one, right? Uh, then I have one more in here. I put on here, how do we find define success? And we've talked about, I think, that in other episodes before. Let me know. Again, if, if you're listening, head over to YouTube and watch for a little bit also and drop it in the comment. Like, how, how do you define the success, right? And, um, you know, I thought, we're not going to go into that one. The other thing I wanted to say was, like, uh, this this topic that came up, and um, it was how how – I forget the exact question, but something to the effect of like, how do you conduct yourself inside and outside of the uniform? Right. And is that person different? I thought it was really interesting coming from the person who asked it. And it's like, you know, um, because there, the rank and everything has a very uh, important place in how you conduct yourself. But. It, I'll put it better like this. I think me and Nikki talked about this before. I don't think it was on, on the show. People often think my wife is prior enlisted. Because the way she talks. And the way she looks. Tattooed. She, she's got a tattoo. So they think that she's prior enlisted. And the way she talks. They think that she's prior enlisted because she probably curses at work and tells people that they're fucking dumb. Shout out, babe. So, for some reason, because she has tattoos and talks like that, they think she's enlisted because they think it's unprofessional, probably. Because professional talk is only one tone. And probably sounds like something like, good afternoon, uh, you know, fucking Bob's Burgers, how may I help you? You know what I mean? You know, you know how you answer the phone when it's somebody important. Uh, hello? Right? And then you know how you answer the phone when it's somebody you know and it's your boy or it's your homegirl or something like, hey, what's up, fucker? There's a difference. And the one is deemed professional and the other one isn't. And then in the military, you are supposed to always be professional, yet somewhere in the fucking Navy... Like, no one told anyone, right, except maybe the wardroom, that they're the professionals. And this is out of a book i actually uh, been reading, that CPO, uh, Chief Petty Officer Guide, that it says the wardroom and the officers are the professional class, while the enlisted are the working class. And it, it puts in parentheses, too, like the professional white-collar wardroom, right? And it goes, enlisted, parentheses, uh what I say, the the blue collar working class. So even from that, it puts on the stigma like, well, no, we're blue collar, which means we're rough around the edges. We do the dirt work. We're probably going to have you know more unprofessional speak, right? Except in today's society, when people are so cross um, integrated and like raised with cross cultures, especially in America, you get people that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. If you're my age, you probably listen to a lot of the same music that I listened to growing up. Unless you're just from a certain part of the fucking neck of the woods where you did not listen to Dr. Dre Chronic 2001. You tell me you're between the ages of 35 and 38 and you never listened to that. 
then I guess you're just from that area where you never listen to that, right? You never listen to Jay-Z. Some of those, you know, you come on, all right, and I know what you did listen to if you didn't listen to those. I know you fucking listened to Eminem. I know you did that. <laughs> like, I know you did. I know you did. So, but when you're in the uniform, you have to be that professional. So, you know, in some aspects, and again, some of that can't come out or you can't speak like that because of the position you hold or something. But then when you get out of it and you do show that, who's looking at you funny? Is anyone looking at you funny? Right? And then you're like, oh, they're like, damn, I didn't know you you did all that, right? And there's like, again, there's like, you could go find reels or fucking TikToks about this shit, right? Uh, there's funny ones, right? Where like when they... When the the company finds out that um, you can cook or dance or something like that, right, and you know whatever, and so then now they start looking like, oh, I didn't know you were all that. I'm not saying it's negative; it's just looking at you like, oh. And then you're back in uniform, and it's like you're a whole different person. And then someone wants to bring up like, well, why 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 do you act different in uniform? I don't know because maybe people judge me different when I'm in uniform. Right. So if you're going to judge me different when I'm in uniform and, and please believe we're all being ju- judged or another word they like to use is evaluated. Right. Then while I'm in uniform, I'm going to conduct myself within the standards that the Navy presents for how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And then when I'm out of it, I'm probably going to be a bit different, maybe a lot different, maybe not so much different. It just depends on how you know what your left and right uh, kind of like lateral limits are of your conduct i'm sure it's harder in that professional class of being a professional here in uniform and then stepping out of it and kind of letting your guard down a little bit and opening up and being like yo i'm just a person you're just a person because and i've tell people this all the time because you never know when when you be you're back in uniform and then so you know you think that oh no you know we're all just people so you say that thing and then it's like hey 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 what are you doing and it's like what i was just i was just cracking a joke you know innocent joke nothing nothing that simio should be contacted about I was just I was just making jokes i thought i thought we could make jokes there and then they're like no we don't make the we don't, we don't make jokes like that and i was like oh okay so that's an out of uniform joke is it Okay, noted. All right. So so you like now I can judge you a bit of of okay, so you, there's an out of uniform you and then there's a in uniform you. And those two are completely different. Completely. So so now I'm asking, well, I wonder I wonder if they're more like are are their morals changing? Like completely changing when they're in and out of the uniform? They have a different moral compass for who they are in and out of that uniform. Note to self, I'm not going out with that person on liberty. Because I want someone that I know is the same no matter what. I want an even, straight shooting, whatever, whatever. Oh, what's up, babe? Damn, hey, my wife just hit the chat. I got to go, y'all. Just kidding. We still here. Um, hey, Sugar, we're just talking about pro- uh, professional talk in, um, in the workspace. Professionals and uh, not professionals and stuff. And I had brought up the discussion we had had before about, like, how people often think you're uh, prior enlisted and stuff like that. So, you know, go ahead and jump in the chat and I'll add your, uh, whatever you put in the chat up on the screen. But, um, so I was saying, so like, 
And so, again, I I think it'd probably be harder for your professional class wardroom members to be to balance that in and out of uniform because when you go in uniform, like that rank, like rank is always real, but in, in that area, I'd, I'd say it's a bit more real than some of the other areas, right, where you got your E6 and below all in one birthing kind of hanging out, you know, yeah, that's the first class. Got to respect them, but also they're doing like a like the, our re- recent guest. They're they're in birthing acting. They're all acting like jackasses, right? Building camaraderie, right? Well, how far does that jackassery go when you know the fucking JG or someone's got the O four? Not that they'd be rooming together, but let's just pretend they are or something, right? In a headlock because they're doing jackassery. All right, now that's not cool, right? Boom. Nope fucking unprofessional we went for we went out of those lateral limits not cool right but when we're out of uniform you know it's like oh nope well now i got you right payback's a bitch and now i got you and it's like well what are we doing here like so out of uniform we could do that but in uniform we can't you know kind of get it but also if we're gonna pick one then fucking pick one we're either that or we're not and that's, you know, so that's what I tell them. It's like, well, you know, you got to know who you're around. You know your audience and conduct yourself accordingly. But also it's always like, you know, kind of keep your guard up because you don't know when someone's going to switch up on which way they're going to come at you. And that's for both enlisted and officer. It doesn't matter. Right. The same thing could happen over here on this side of the table. You know, one moment it's all good, and then you know, like I said, uh, oftentimes it'd be the senior person getting fucking getting rolled up a little bit. And now they're like, hey, hey, you can't fucking do that to me. I'm a fucking you know chief, or I'm a first class. You know, like I crack jokes all day long. I keep them. I keep the jokes coming. You know what? And every now and then, I get one cracked on me. I gotta just shake my head, <laughs> smile, and laugh. Think to myself, how'd I fucking give them that opportunity? I left that door wide open for that fucking burner and they got me. And then I'd fucking carry on. I'd run out of the room crying because I can't let that happen. But I did. So I'm not coming back like, hey, 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 that's too far. Right? If you're going to have open and frank conversation, then it has to be open and frank conversation. Right? We're having one the other day and someone asked me, he's like, you know, stop me if this is too far. And I was like, we're already having the conversation, man. Like, send it. If it is too far, I just won't answer it. I'll laugh and I'm like, no, I'm not answering that. But we're already here, right? What if you the person asked it and I was like, I can't. What the fuck are you know? I just flip my shit. Now this person is gonna be like, now this person is like, man, I ain't asking him fucking nothing anymore. I ain't saying shit to him about nothing because. The, the one time I did push the limit or I really wanted to, you know, see what he thought about something, he flips out. So I ain't saying shit no more. Fuck that, man. It's, if you're there, you're there. Nikki says, nice table. Thanks, babe. You picked it out. Cognac. I'm probably had to get some here soon. That's nice. I think it goes well with the lighting and stuff with the backdrop. Thanks, boo. Um, <clears throat> Need another sip right here. Yeah, so, you know, to play it safe in in all situations, 
always conduct yourself as a professional, whether you're in and out of the uniform at all. If it is a if it is a work function, keep it on the on the straight and narrow as much as you can, right? Because it's just going to save your ass. You don't you don't want to, yo. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments, all right? Or go to YouTube and drop it in the comments about what's the wildest shit that you've seen at a Christmas party. Because I guarantee you, it's like I've seen like the ops officer going ham on the dance floor with like them and their old lady or whatever, just cutting up, and it was all good. Until like Monday showed up and then there's the, the whispers and the looks and the this and the that. And it was just kind of like, oh, man, like, why? Why? Like, he was having a good time like everybody else. Why is anyone out here judging now? Y'all weren't saying shit then. Y'all were joining on it. But since since he fucking got loose a little bit, now now we want to talk about, oh, man, did you see me? He was so drunk. He was fucked up. Fucking who cares? He's a person. He's allowed to do that. Or she's allowed to do that. Whatever, right? Uh, baby, you got, a, you got any questions about professionalism in and out of the workspace? She's in the workspace right now. I think that's it. Um, give Nikki another moment. So just think about that as you're going through, you know, your career uh, in or out of the military, right? Of like how much of the... Yeah, I, I say like the real you. Are you going to give your workplace? Because a lot of workplaces can't handle the real you a hundred percent, right? So you give them a little bit of the real you. And like I told the person, like, look, the, this workplace it gets a lot of Josh. But if it they got the whole Josh, I'd probably get fired and fucking yeah, fired. Right. So instead, what do they get? They get chief more because that's what's required to be here. And then I just sprinkle in a little bit of Josh every now and then. Right. But yeah, I don't know. They don't get Josh. Right. Josh would probably not be showing up anymore. <laughs> right. Chief Moore has to show up there, you know. So anyways, um, we're at 46 minutes. I think that's about to be it right there for the evening. I just wanted to come on and talk about some of that stuff. Um, that I, that it's just it's been stuff that's been I've been waiting for to get out and uh, make an episode about. Um, man, my stuff's all messed up. So hey, don't forget. All right, so if you're listening on your favorite streaming podcast, cool. I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, if you're watching, head over to YouTube. If you want to watch it, YouTube and Spotify both have the videos. Um. So you can watch them either either place on there. YouTube has the comments. If you're on YouTube watching, please leave a comment below uh, on anything. Just let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know what you think about, you know, the professional in and out of the uniform, all that. Whatever it is you, that touches your heart. And as my boy Gary says, you know, if it touches your heart, then share it with someone else so it can touch their heart too, all right? We appreciate y'all uh, stopping by tonight or this morning whenever you listen to this and uh, joining us. So don't forget, for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at, where are we at? Anchor.fm slash, right slash, podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this are solely my own, Joshua Moore, 
and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, the DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thank you for joining us.